0: The Ontario Reign are one of the hottest teams in the AHL, and today we've got some answers to some of your most pressing questions about the Kings farm team. We're going to look at all of that today on this episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey Kings fans, welcome to another edition of Locked on Los Angeles Kings. My name is Sarah Avampato, the host of this show. I've been covering the Kings since around 2016 or so. So I've uh, seen all the downs of the team and exciting now to see the upside of this team as we move towards the future and have not only an NHL team that's in the playoff picture right now, but an AHL team that is absolutely tearing it up in the league. We're going to look at that today on this episode. Before we get to all that, though, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So today's show, we're going to be looking at the Ontario rain, which is kind of interesting timing because, well, like most of the rain are up with the Kings. Uh, obviously didn't plan that whenever I planned today's show. but you know it is what it is and uh, I'm excited to uh, be able to bring you a couple of different episodes throughout the course of this week focusing on the Ontario rain. And to do that, uh, I have with me on today's show uh, the manager of content and communication for the Ontario rain, Jared Schaffren, uh is joining the show today uh, to talk all about the rain and what is going on with them. Uh, the Kings, of course, are in action tonight. Uh, they're playing the Colorado Avalanche uh, at the time of recording. And uh, we don't really know what the picture looks like for the Kings. Who's back from injury? Who isn't back? What players from the AHL are going to get caught up next? Uh, no updates on Tobias Burenfoot's status. Uh, if you'll remember, he left the game on Sunday early with an injury, uh, leaving us with like literally only Ole Mata as the uh, defenseman who had been here the entire season. So things are looking a little dire. Uh, and so we're going to, you know, see what happens. Tomorrow's show is going to look at whatever happened in that Avalanche game. Uh, but today we are focusing all on the rain. So let's get to it. Let's head right now to our conversation with Jared Shaffron from the Ontario Rain. So it's an exciting time for the Ontario Reign right now. You've heard a lot about them recently on Locked on Kings as we have been focusing a lot on our prospects down in the AHL. Uh, and now a large chunk of the prospects are up with the Kings because everyone on the team is hurt. Uh we're going to take a look at the Ontario Reign today and to do that I have Jared Jaffrain who is the the man behind the Reign, everything you're reading about them uh you know with the Reign Insider and all that. You're here and from Jared so we're going to just get right into it and hear what's going on with the Ontario rain so Jared Thank you so much for joining the show today and I figured since you're new to the King's organization this year. uh, We could actually start out with a little bit of get to know you so if you can kind of share, you know what your official role is with the rain what a day in the life looks like uh, what's been your path that got you to this place today.
1: Sure, thanks for having me Sarah, uh, always glad to, uh, to talk some rain and as you mentioned definitely a, a busy time of the year for sure in March. Um, you know, for me, my job is uh, is all things communication is kind of how it it always breaks down uh, both internally and externally so always communicating with with different departments and you know the liaison for a lot of our front office that's in Ontario. Um, but I'm more primarily based in El Segundo where the rain practice and uh, have their practice facility with the Kings. So uh, I'm kind of the, the connection uh, to, to the team for both internally with, with people who are in the rain front office that might be in, on, in Ontario and for fans uh, to bring them inside, hear a little bit more, you know, some news and information on those prospects on players that are you know whether they're developing to try to get called up or they're helping uh in some of the cases we have some veterans who are helping develop uh those younger guys and um just kind of being the eyes and ears for everyone uh, on all things ontario reign so that's kind of um a good breakdown of very broadly what i'm doing but yeah writing a lot on la king's insider um i am on the broadcast with our play-by-play voice josh Schaefer. So I'm on HLTV Mixler, our Rain Broadcast Network, um, and then just helping to produce other content. Might you might see it on the Rain social media channel. You might see it on my social media, um, but very involved in in our marketing team day to day to try to make sure that uh, we're promoting what's coming up for for the Rain. Um, I this is my tenth year of working in hockey full time. Uh, kind of been a, a long path to to this point which has been awesome uh love working in hockey and it's been great to to move up the ranks uh most recent was with the south carolina stingrays in the echl for the last five seasons uh and before that i was at ferris state university i was in the ushl with the tri-city storm uh in the ushl and went to school at northeastern so another uh, northeastern person within the kings that uh, we have a few of them <laughs> And uh, I was there for, for a while before I got going here.
0: So it gives Alex Faust a buddy to, to talk about, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we, Alex and I have known each other for, for a very long time. And uh, yeah, we definitely uh, as much as Alex is already promoting Northeastern. Now it's like doubled down. Uh, there's more and more people that have to hear about Northeastern. I know Jim <laughs> Jim hates it. Now he Jim's like, oh, my God, another one of these Husky people. <laughs> oh, he, he gets he enjoys uh, enjoys ribbing us about about Northeastern for sure.
0: I love it. So it's a super interesting time to join the organization. Um, you know, obviously the Kings are having success holding down a playoff spot that I think a lot of people weren't expecting. Uh, and the are uh, one of the top teams in the league, and they're also seeing some of the top Kings prospects in the lineup every night. So what's it been like to jump on board with the Rain this season at such a, you know, cool time for the franchise?
1: It's been amazing. I can't, can't really ask for anything better as you said the the standings for the rain have been excellent all year they've been about the second or the third best team in the ahl they've been fighting for the top spot in the pacific division with stockton for the whole season so the games are exciting and you're having a lot of success so it's always good to be around a winning environment and guys are getting called up and they're making an impact Uh, you know guys are are playing really well and then forcing the king's hand almost it's it's almost been so much internal competition and i think i love the fact that you know the the guys on the team whether they're on the rain or the kings there's so much competition there for spots but they've all become this really close family and you know todd mcclellan actually alluded to it a little bit last night it's kind of saying that it's all one team and even whether you're on the kings you're on the rain you're playing top minutes i mean we've seen player like Samuel Fagimo has played on the King's top line. He's played on the Reigns' top line. He's played on the rain third line. It, you know, guys have been such a influx and I think it helps the development, but, but yet off the ice, I mean, these guys are just close. They're just friends and they're, they're all in this together. they all want to win games and both teams are winning games. So I, I think guys yeah. haven't got so caught up with what role they're playing or what, how much ice time they're getting, because if you're playing well, then you're going to force someone's hand and you know Sean Dersey did that this season I know everyone talks about him a lot as being the example but you know I don't know that how much he was being considered for for the role that he is now in and he played so well uh that he forced he forced management's hand and I think that's so cool to see that guys are working extremely hard they're very competitive with each other but they're not necessarily at each other's throats either. They're friends. They're they're hanging out together. They're enjoying their time together. So it's been a, a great environment for me to be around. Uh, everybody on both teams has been super fun to work with. And we're all, we're all, you know, trying to complete the same goal and just enjoying being around a, a great group of guys.
0: Yeah, it really seems like this group of players, particularly just you know, the chemistry is just off the charts with all of them. Um, You know, you mentioned they're all, you know, they're all friends. They're a close group. Uh, We're talking, we're recording this after the uh, Florida Panthers game where, you know, we saw a whole bunch of rain players uh, get caught up in that one. And uh, there, of course, was, uh, you know, people discovered that, uh, you know, Alex Turcotte and Akil Thomas and um, uh, Matt Velalta were all there in the stands to support their teammates. And I, I feel like we've seen that a lot this year of, uh, the rain guys coming out to support uh, you know all of their guys once they are up with the team and I feel like you don't see that a lot with uh, with with teams and I think that definitely like you said has really helped um, help kind of move this team in the right direction All right, we've got more with Jared coming up after this. But before we get into that, of course, it is the time of year as college basketball's big tournament is finally upon us. So from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. And of course, it isn't just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering needs, including information, live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That is BetOnline.net, where the game starts you are of course listening to locked on los angeles kings and thank you so much for making this show your first listen of the day of course the trade deadline is coming up and on monday march 21st at 3 30 p.m eastern time tune in to locked on fantasy hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all of the on ice fantasy and betting analysis that you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our lo- roster of local team experts. So you're going to get all of the trade deadline news that you could ever possibly want from Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Plus, hosts from across the network are going to be going live throughout the day uh, and at the end of the trade deadline uh, to get immediate reactions all about uh, whatever happens on the big day. So check that out, Locked on Fantasy Hockey. We're going to continue things right now with my conversation with Jared Shaffron from the Ontario Reign all about our guys over in Ontario and I feel like that brings me to a listener question that I was going to ask later but it fits so perfectly with what you just said about the rain and, and this back and forth with the Kings um you know obviously so many players have had the opportunity to go up with the Kings, either for like like Jersey for, for an extended time or, you know, someone like Fugima who played a handful of games. What's the impact on those players uh, once they return back to the AHL from the Kings? You know, what are their kind of takeaways, uh, you know, their motivation once they get back to the AHL? I
1: would say their motivation is even greater because they've had that taste and they know that they can play there. But they also know, well, they were sent back for a reason. And most likely the reason is, Maybe they had an impact their first or second game, but, you know, it's a lot harder to stick and be there for a long period of time. The Kings needed a a player to come up because of COVID or an injury or whatever the emergency recall was this year. Um, And the guys have been there and they've been able to fill in holes and they've been able to to do some things, but how do you stay? And how do you, how do you become a full-time guy that, that doesn't even get considered to be sent down so that I think there's a difference between you know earning that call up maybe playing in your first game. Uh, and then being able to stick and being able to do that consistently on a night by night basis, and I, I think the drive is there, and I think it helps. The rain coaching staff when they get a player back that they can look to video, maybe even before the player was called up and say Okay, here are the things you're doing at an NHL level right now. Here are the things that you're not doing in an NHL level. And these are the things you need to improve on. If when you get your next chance, you want to be there forever and you want to get that, you want to be able to stick, you need to improve on those other things. And I think sometimes when you're having so much success as a team, it is hard to, to pick out some of those flaws and, and areas that you need to work on. But then you get called up and you get exposed a little bit and you play against the best players in the world. And then you're a little bit brought down to reality of, You know what, man, I was up there and it is tough and I need to work on some other things. And in the AHL, you can do that. These guys have plenty of ice time. There's plenty of opportunity to try to keep honing their game. And they're doing it in a playoff race all at the same time. So it's not that the games aren't meaningful. You're not playing in games that that don't mean anything. These are tight games. They're tense. Uh, They're they're games that you want to win. So it's a great place to develop. And we've seen that for for so many different players. And a great example is Rasmus Kupari, right? He, you know, had been up before, previous and previous. He started the season up in the NHL. He had a pretty good run, but he kind of petered out a little bit. He, he wasn't, wasn't able to cons- consistently contribute offensively. Uh He got away from his game a little bit. It got stagnant. So he did uh find himself out of the lineup for a little while. Then he found himself down in the AHL. And it wasn't just a quick couple games to get back up there. It was you know, you know, a few weeks. It was a month and a half, I think, that he was down in, in Ontario, but he finally gets his opportunity with all these injuries, and he scores a goal. He he contributes, you know, on both ends of the ice, and he uses his skating as an asset. So, I think that's a perfect example of a guy who hopes that he's never sent back down. He hopes that he's with the team the rest of the season and, and moving forward into future seasons. So, we'll see if, if that's the case, and you know how he continues to develop but I, I think that's a you know definitely something that all, all the players are working on and you know with whenever there's just not enough room so somebody's going to be forcing the king's hand to make some kind of a move and and you want to be in the position where you're the guy that stays
0: yeah i think sean Dursey, like we've said is sort of the perfect example of that of you know no one really knew what was going to happen, and now he—I can't imagine that lineup without him. And the Kings are eventually going to have, I think, hard decisions to make. But yeah, you—you you, you have a player like that who has earned it and has shown that he can play in this league, and I think is a great example, um, you know, for all the guys who are still there uh, looking to come up. And of course, in the midst of all this, in the midst of all the call-ups and the injuries and uh, positioning themselves for the playoffs, of course, uh, you know, the team recently announced that John Robleski wasn't going to be returning uh, from his, his personal leave of absence and that Chris uh, Chris Hite and Craig Johnson are going to continue uh, leading the team. Now, I've had the opportunity the past couple times I've been out in Ontario, thank you to you for helping set it up, uh, to talk with Chris Hite a couple of times after games. And um, I- I've talked to my share of AHL coaches throughout my time covering hockey and have really enjoyed kind of how insightful and forthcoming he is in talking about the team and, you know, actually giving you answers to questions and not just you know the kind of coach typical coach speak of you know pucks and deep he actually is kind of giving a lot of thought to what he's telling you about the team so what's your what's your impression as you know someone a little bit you know not in the room as a player uh, of him as a coach and a leader for this team right now
1: yeah it's interesting because you know I, i think every coach's style is different and i think when you're in a situation where You're obviously a leader like Chris Hyde is, but that you're, you know, still an assistant coach. You still have a a shared responsibility with Craig Johnson. I think The best the the, what the what the team is doing is they're just splitting everything up. And, And so that that includes leadership, right? You have the head. the the you have the absence of an actual head coach. So you have all these different coaches that are that are honing in on different elements. So you know Chris Height works with the defenseman. He works with the penalty kill. So if there's a meeting or a discussion with the defensive side of the game or the penalty kill, Chris Height is your leader in that area. But he leans on Cameron Gauntz as you know a veteran defenseman who's been in the AHL for 700 games or so um, to help lead the team on that end, and then. You have Brett Sutter, especially on the penalty kill end. He's on the he's on the penalty kill, so he's part of that leadership group. You have T.J. Tynan, who's part of the penalty kill. He's on that leadership group. You have Austin Wagner, and you know different players that have that have been in pro hockey for a while now that help him. It it, it doesn't need to be a, a one way street. It's a very two way communi- communication style relationship where Chris Height's not. Barking at the guys you know, you can tell from talking to him. He's not someone who has a very fierce personality. He's not going to be yelling at people and telling them this is the way we do things. It's, he's going to be showing them examples of how the team and the structure needs to be. And that's being demanded up from LA. He's saying, okay, look, this is the way that Todd McClellan wants to run the penalty kill or the defensive structure. And this is how we need to do it. And if you want to get called up, if you want to be playing high minutes, if you want to be part of this team, this is what the Kings coaching staff is doing. And And what Chris Height is he's so well versed in that system at this point, he knows every little nuance. So if we get a new player coming in, if we get guys who are unsure about things, he is the expert at that system and he can go over things with with all those players and the same thing to be said about Craig Johnson on the forward end of things, you know, we have Craig Johnson, who is a leader as far as talking to forwards he's played in the NHL for a long period of time, he knows what it takes to be a, a, a state, a, a very good NHL player that's had a long career so both with new forwards that join the group or older guys or guys who are trying to make, make their way up to the NHL, he's an amazing resource. But again, we have Martin Furk, who's a leader. We have, you know, like I mentioned, Tynan and Sutter, who are leaders. We, we have some veterans that are fulfilling a lot of the leadership roles on the team because they've been there. Martin Furk has won a Calder Cup, so is T.J. Tynan. They, they know what it takes to make it to the NHL, they know what it takes to win at the AHL level, and they know how to keep everyone on the same page. So I I think it's right now that the coaching staff is basically honing in on their specific areas. You got Matt Millar, who's our goaltending coach, he takes care of the goaltenders, and and they've done such a good job this year of building out, they're calling it a goaltending department, where they have, you know, different coaches that are honing in on different things, and the strategy of how, same thing, how you would, how you would run a penalty kill. Yeah, each goaltender is a little bit different, but they have a style of goaltending that they want to aspire to as an organization. So they're there going to be certain things. And again, they're not going to be telling goalies exactly how they need to move, but how they read certain plays and, and what the best way is as a style to goaltend in, you know, to backstop the team's offensive and push or the team's defensive zone play, how how the best way to read certain things based on the strategy that they're trying to employ. So I think instead of having one voice that is your go-to number one leader, there are a lot of different voices that are collaborating, and it's working. It's working out, but it's because there's a mutual respect and a mutual determination from everyone whether it's coaches or players they all want the same thing they're all on the same page and they all respect each other's opinions and thoughts
0: all right we've gotten more with jared coming up after this to round out uh, to complete our interview Uh, But before we do that, uh, I want to tell you about a great way to save money, get your car fixed quickly, and basically never have to talk to an actual human being, which is pretty much my priority in any sort of shopping engagement whatsoever. Of course, there are a billion different types of cars, makes, models, whatever, and going to any sort of auto parts store can be frustrating because half of the time they're not even going to have what you need, and all they're going to do is go over to their little computers, type some things in, and order something for you from the internet and charge you a lot of money for it. You can save time, you can save money, you can save hassle by avoiding all of that and going to rockauto.com where you can purchase your own car parts without anyone having to talk to you or, you know be surly at you or just order things from the internet, a thing that you could do on your own, but but rockauto.com has basically everything you could possibly need for your car. So why choose to spend 30 to 50 to even hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can go online and save money. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers just like you for over 20 years. So they know the business. You can go to their website today, explore it, check it out. It's super easy to find everything you could possibly need to find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right, Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is, of course, Locked On Los Angeles Kings. Thank you so much for listening to it today and uh, every day of the week. We're going to finish things out today with the rest of uh, part one of my interview with Jared Chaffron from Locked On. That's not where he's from. With Jared Chaffron from the Ontario Reign. I'm Locked On Kings. He's Ontario Reign. Uh, We're going to finish out uh, today's show with Jared right now on Locked On Los Angeles Kings. Well, one of the things that is definitely working for the rain this season uh, is the power play and it's something that listeners of the show uh, and people on Twitter are always pointing out and always commenting on uh, the, the power play right now uh, at the time that we're recording it's the best in the league 27.1% success for the, the rain's power play other than just Martin Furk unleashing that ridiculous shot of his on a puck on the power play. What has been sort of the secret secret to their success this year?
1: It's been T.J. Tynan, uh, yep. because Martin Furk, he's got a great shot, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you don't score 31 goals without a great shot or however many he has now in his career. Uh, and specifically on the power play, he's got 13, but T.J. Tynan is the one who makes everything go on that unit. Uh, this the other unit has has different things that have gone well for them. and. Uh, you know, the other unit has had some really talented players as well. Fagimo's been on that unit for a, for a good amount of the season. Kupari, turcott there, there's been some really high-end players that haven't even been on the first unit. But when you're looking at th- the reason why the Wayne have the number one power play, it's because that first unit is so dynamite. And the reason that first unit is so good, in my opinion, are two things. Number one, I mentioned it is TJ Tynan. He sees the ice so well. He has such a composure. And he's so skilled. I mean, he can get the puck to any of the other four players at any time. And he's so good that he doesn't even look to shoot. Like mm-hmm. he's not even really a threat shooting wise. He, he has a couple goals, but he, he's almost like, basically opponents are have backed off from him so much because they're not expecting him to shoot. I think the coaching staff has probably tried to stay, you know, TJ, you probably should take <laughs> a few more shots, but he is doing all of this without even really shooting the puck he he's just distributing it to everybody else and the second thing other than just tying it being amazing is the really just the variety of options that the team has and it's it's ferk yeah but you know jared anderson dolan has 11 power play goals and when he's been on the rain he's been in a position where he can make a power move to the front of the net so if Tynan doesn't have a read if they're taking away the cross ice tj Tynan from the right circle to martin firk on the left circle if that's not there he can go down to jared anderson dolan who is usually open near the goal on the goal line and then anderson dolan has multiple reads too. He could try to take the puck back behind the net to force it to FERC. He can go back up top to what's been Jordan Spence for a large part of the season on, on the point, or he can try to feed it on the inside to Gabriel Velarde, another amazingly talented offensive player. Velarde is standing in the slot. So all of the, and there's no drop off. I mean, look at all five of those players are basically NHL players that the rain have in those spots and you know sometimes it's been Fagimo that's been in an Anderson Dolan's spot we've seen Leas Anderson most recently have success in the spot that Anderson Dolan had when he was on his conditioning loan but the versatility of yeah okay you want to take away this pass to Martin Furk yeah no problem we're just going to beat you with three other options that gave Velardi for a lot of a lot of teams in the AHL would be the number one power play option Velardi's like the fourth option on that <laughs> unit so that's why they're so successful and nobody's hogging the puck either I think they're they're spreading it around obviously there's a tendency to try to get Martin Firth the shot when he's open but nobody's upset if that's the case mm-hmm. either. you know everyone's looking to again the 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 theme for this team this year has just been unselfishness and wanting to win games wanting to have success nobody is sitting there pouting because they're not getting the puck. They're just trying to score as many goals as they can. And if it's Martin Firk that scores 100 power play goals, phenomenal. (laughs) That means the team wins a lot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be that way because teams are taking away that shot. So we got to find other ways. Oh, okay, well, we have Anderson Dolan for maybe a tip or maybe a stuff. And Gabe Velarde in the slot. We have Jordan Spence from the point or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, It's just been that amount that's spread out and all those variety of options that they've been able to make it work.
0: Yeah, it's such an an embarrassment of riches uh, for this team, especially on on the power play. All right, that is it for me today with part one of my conversation with Jared Schaffer from the Ontario Reign. Uh, We're going to conversation throughout the week with him as we talk about uh, some listener questions that were asked all about uh, some of the players to watch for, uh, who's stepping up, uh, who's been big surprises throughout the season Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more all about the rain throughout the week with jared of course the kings are in action all week long as well so we'll check in on them see how they did against the colorado avalanche coming up in our next show and of course any other big news like oh i don't know trade deadline news we'll keep up to date with all of that here on locked on los angeles kings throughout this week so that is it for today thank you so much for listening thank you to jared for joining the show today like i said we're going to hear more from him uh, throughout the week. But if you uh, want to make sure you're following him now, you should go and do that. You can find him on Twitter at Shaf Rain. That is S H A F R E I G N on Twitter. Go find him there and make sure you're following him to keep up to date with everything going on with the rain. I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. It's right down there if you're watching on the YouTubes. Uh, I am also, of course, the person behind the Locked on Kings Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Make sure you're following me there. Uh, as I, you know, suffer along with the rest of you with all of the Kings injuries, uh, give you latest news updates, all that good stuff. So uh, that is it. Make sure you're following this show, subscribe to it, hit that little subscription notification button thing so you never miss a future episode. And come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.